Every single day I feel Artlist I.O. Every single day I feel the pleasure Double out the way, let's make it extra Working so my mother get a rest, yeah Working like I never know I'm blessed, yeah Every single day I feel the pressure Hey, 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 welcome back to That One Studio on the What Are You Made Up show here with your boy, Mike C-Rock. I'm in the building today with my man, Eric Sardina. He is a coach and speaker focused on guiding his clients toward the authentic, their authentic self and finding their why for being on this earth. He helps individuals and teams tap into their values, visions, and strengths to realize their untapped potential. He is also the host of the Return to Authenticity podcast with an episode of C-Rock. Coming out today. What's up, Eric? How you doing, man? Mikey, good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. That's good. That's good, man. That's good. It's good to see your face again, hear your voice. Uh, I have a, a studio here, and, you know, the cold weather has come on us pretty quickly here yeah, in Maryland. It's, we had 80-degree weather, and then all of a sudden it's, like, down in the 40s, 30s tomorrow, and uh, I forgot to turn my heater on. So, like, my, I'm trying to talk, but it's not as easy when it's cold and I'm shivering a little bit. So, right. anyway, right if you hear me if, if you hear me stutter a little bit, that's why. So, uh, Eric, uh, welcome in, man. Uh, we start this show the same way every time, and this show is all about the ingredients that go into making my guests who they are. And we start with that question, what are you made of? Yeah, man, I, I love that question and because it gets at the heart of authenticity, which is um, over the last couple of years, I've spent a lot of time digging into my own authentic self and who I am. Um, you know, there's a lot of layers there. I think as, as all, as men, as humans, right, there's a lot of layers to us. I would start um, and say some, some things like I'm a disciplined guy. I'm, I'm about grit and determination and doing hard things. Those are all true things. I do love doing long endurance events and I love getting uncomfortable. I get into cold plunges. I do the cold water thing and just things that, that are challenging, things that scare me, make me almost or draw me to them. Um, and and, but if I go deeper than that, I mean, I'm a, I'm a husband, my wife and I've been married 30 years this past May. Um, I'm a devoted, thank you, brother. Um, I'm a devoted dad. I love my kids. I've got a couple of adult children that are uh, out of the house now. And it seems like the season that we raised them up in the house went by super fast. So it is a cliche to say it goes by quick, uh, but it is also true. Cliches, I think often come from truth, right? So the reality is, you know, my kids are now, they live in uh, a couple States away in, in Denver, Colorado, and, uh, and I don't get to see them nearly as much as I like, but, uh, but I'm, I, I think of my kids daily and I think, you know, how do I continue to, to, uh, to be their dad, to lead them in, in this new season where I don't get to see them every day. And, um, and, and there's all sorts of other influences in their lives. And yet, how do I still be that father to them and, and help shepherd and lead them? Uh, it's a, it's new challenges, right? Every day. And so, uh, I'm devoted to my, my kids, my wife, my family, and really, uh, and my faith, right? So, you know, I'm a Roman Catholic, uh, born and raised. And, uh, uh, that means a lot of different things, to different people. And, and I've explored my own faith started about 20 years ago and, uh, and really have gone deeper and deeper into my faith. I love my, I love my Catholic faith. Um, for those listening, uh, Catholics are Christians, right? I get that question a lot. Are you Catholic or are you Christian? I'm like, bro, I think it's both, right? I think it's a, it's not an either or. And so uh, really devoted to my to my faith and really following Jesus Christ and trying to bring the gospel to others. And I've leaned more into that in the last couple of years. And that is part of really what I started to explore my own authentic self and who I am, what makes me tick, uh, what lights me up. Um, I, I realized I was sort of keeping my faith uh, hidden a bit, right? I just didn't, didn't 
display it. And, um, and now I'm, I'm just leaning more into trying to just spread, you know, the love of Jesus Christ and, and spread my faith and, and help to, to be, a um, someone that spreads good in the world. And, uh, and I, and I don't, and I think there was a time when I thought that had to be a separate from who I was in the business world, um, that, that I couldn't be both. And, uh, and really now I recognize it as being, it's a both and it's not an either or. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so that, that becomes, that's become part of, uh, really who I am more, more vocally now. So, but that, that's a, what am I made of? That's it, man. That's, that's a lot of me right there. Love it. You think, do you think that, uh, the, the faith thing, you know, us hiding it, comes from when we're younger and we're worried about what people think. And then as we hit our forties and get into our forties, we care less and less what people think. And then we want to lean more into, Hey, I am what I am. Like Papa said, yeah, <laughs> you think right. that has something to do with it. I do, man. And I think it's, I think it's ultimately, sadly, I think there's a bit of that fear of judgment. Like it, there's two things there for me. I think there's a fear of judgment. Like someone might go, Oh, immediately they, they, they frame me up in their mind in a way that I might not be able to control. Right. So if I, if I say I'm a Christian, I say I'm a Catholic, it's like, what was he thinking? Is he thinking bad? Is he thinking good? Is he thinking I'm some kind of a, a Bible thumper and I, and I, and I, and somehow I'm better than him and which is totally untrue. Um, and so it was like, man, it's just safer just to keep it hidden. Right. I'd just rather not talk about it. And, um, and so, so there's some of that, um, that fear of being judged, I think comes out as well. Um, and, um, and, and, you know, for me, and it's funny that you say that, Mike, about um, not caring what people think. I, I've always been this of this mindset that, man, I didn't ever want to be two people. I always wanted to be one person. That if I saw, if I was having a conversation with you and another buddy from another walk of my life walked up, they wouldn't be like, and I, I've never seen, I've never seen Eric act like that or talk like that or be like that. I always wanted to be the same guy, and um, and so I thought to myself, man, if if that's true, and it is true why am I hiding my faith? If my faith is that important to me, why, why am I hiding my faith and not talking about it? Um, it be, because, you know, people that I interact with at church, if they were to walk up to me, they should see me as the same guy they see me at church. And you, you ought to see me the same. If you were to walk up to me as I'm walking out of church, you ought to be like, yep, there's my guy. Right. And, yeah, um, yeah. and, and so I started to think, man, if I'm hiding that, then I'm not really being truly authentic. Right. And so, mm -hmm. um, it's, it, I just needed to get more confident and more like, Hey, this is, this is me. And if you don't like that about me, I wouldn't say it's like, well, then hit this, hit the bricks. It's like, well, maybe, um, maybe there, maybe there's an opportunity for some commonality to be found in that. Right. Me might be like initially like, Oh, this guy with his Christian faith. Um, but you might, then you might go, wow, he's actually, man, maybe there's something there. Maybe, maybe. And that's, a, I think, part of being a disciple, right? Is you, you have to be willing and open to leading people to Christ. And, um, and the only way you can do that is to let it out there. Right. And be, and yeah. be truthful with it. Yeah. Here's the other thing to think about. Um, we can go really deep with this. Um, and I, and I think this is a good conversation. So yeah. number one, um, you talked about, um, being judged, worried about being judged, but what about mm. worrying about offending people? And I think this goes to a, uh, a natural thing where it, if you offend people, it threatens your safety and it threatens your survival. And also being a chameleon, like you're talking about being in different groups and different spaces, mm. being, trying to be like the people that you're around in that particular area mm. gets people. Number one, it, it feels safer, right? You're in a pack. Number two, it keeps you in a position of, uh, where you can relate to people and then communicate with those people. And, and so, 
you know, I, I see a line there, a fine line mm. where you don't want to go against your faith. You don't want to, um, you know, disavow your father, your, your, your savior. Right. But you also want to feel like you can relate to people and have people accept you. Yeah. You know, and being, being rejected and offending people is an unsafe thing. And it's a, a very uncomfortable thing. And while we're here in this world, I don't know how productive you can be um, always offending people. I'm not saying that you would, but like yeah. that, that's the, that's what the thought is. Right. What are your thoughts right. on that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting you say, it. so my corporate background was in sales and marketing, right? And primarily sales and sales is about relating to people, being able to quickly find a common ground, common bond, be able to be a good listener, be able to engage with all walks of life and, and be that chameleon. And, uh, and, and I think there's a way to do that in a genuine way and a way to do that in a disingenuous way. Right. And, and I, I found myself to be very good at, um, quickly figuring out, you know, is this guy a sports guy? Is he a reader? Does he like, you know, music? What, what is it? And how do I find that common area where we can find some connectivity and some connection? Because ultimately people buy from people they trust, people that they enjoy being around, right? There's that got to be that common trust and building trust and building uh, community often is finding that common area. And so there is something I think is, as long as you're pursuing it in a genuine way, and I'm not all of a sudden becoming someone who I'm not just in order to fit and please you. And I think that's the double edge of the sword is you can easily slip into a pleaser mentality. Like I'm just going to figure out how I please everybody. And I, and I can slip into that. Right. And I've had that issue before where it's like, man, I just want everybody to like me. I just want to, I want to get along. I want to sort of be gray in the background. I don't want to, you know, be on anybody's radar. I just kind of want to blend in. And, uh, and that can, can take on the appearance of being inauthentic, right? Because now if you're like, what do you stand for, right? There's one thing to say, I'm going to find some common ground and, and agree on some things that we agree on. It's another to say, I'm going to bend myself and just shift into something that maybe I don't believe in because I can see you do believe in it and it's going to help me to connect with you. And then that can really kind of eat you up from the inside out. And, uh, and, and I was doing that a bit in my business career um, and sort of... Uh, not being true to my own values um, in in the pursuit of success in in business and uh, and ultimately I think it it led me just to feel very empty right very empty hollow a lot of hollow victories where you win something and you think man that's just still not not fulfilling right I thought it was going to money awards whatever it was title progression and I and and the reality is when I look back I go that's because I was out of alignment with my own values right I wasn't doing the things with the people that I wanted to be doing them with and it ultimately was uh, leading to a lot of hollow victories. Yeah, yeah, notice that. And you know those things that we used to get when we were in sales, those crystals and trophy things, yeah. whatever. Like I don't even know. Yeah. I I think I have a couple up there sitting yeah. on the shelf, but like yeah. I don't care about that stuff, man. I and know. I think the people. That like employ salespeople feel like they have to do that to give recognition because people like recognition yeah. and right. a lot of money's wasted, I think, on those kind of things like Man. objects. But so uh, funny. the other thing I got is a couple of those, too. I got one or two. I, sometimes I put them up. It's like, I think they're up there on my shelf somewhere. Yeah, there's one. I got one or two. But yeah, same thing where you're like, man, I'm going to I remember at the time thinking I'm going to win that stupid prize just because I just wanted to win it. Yeah. And, yeah. I, and then yeah. you get it and you're like, all right, whatever. And you set it on the yeah. side. You're like, you know. It's completely meaningless. Then you think, man, what did I give up to win that stupid thing? You know, how much time did I give up with my family or what did I do? What did I sacrifice? Who did I have to sit with and what did I have to go through to get that silly thing? You know, and even if it yeah. was, you know, not even just a, a little trophy, it was cash, like real significant money. Like, did I, 
did I, did I give up some of myself in order to get money? Is that really, is that what I'm here to do? Is that, is that my purpose? Or is that my, is that why I'm on the earth? You know, right. start to feel like you're wasting yeah, you time. A hundred percent, man. You know, the more authentic I am, the less friends I have. <laughs> you know, yeah. I have a lot of, I, I was talking to my wife the other day, like I don't have a lot of close friends and I don't, I don't, I don't want to sack. I don't want to compromise my values and my standards so that I have friends. Yeah. And, and so I have a lot of acquaintances. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people that know who I am and are nice to me and I'm nice to them and I might check in on them here, there, whatever. But like, so what do you say about that? Like does authenticity and being authentic and truly authentic, can you go too far with it? Uh, if it, if it sacrifices relationships, I, I don't think you can go too far with being authentic. Um, at the same time, if you're authentically a jerk, you know, that, that may not be a great thing. You might, might, it might be like, man, I'm, I'm being me and I'm offending everybody around me and I'm doing things. It's like, yep, I'm all about me. I'm being authentic. This is who I am. And yet if you're just like caustic to be around or difficult, well, you're probably not, you're probably going to repel a lot of people as well. Not you, but the general you. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so then it may be, okay, great. You're being authentic. Maybe you need to fix some stuff within you, right? To be a better human, right? To be more forgiving, well, more understanding, that, more that loving, seemed, more giving. Yeah, but that seems obvious. So I'm, I'm more of the type that makes people uncomfortable because I don't like excuses. I don't yeah. buy into people's BS. I don't buy into all the stories we tell ourselves so that we can live with our, our mediocrity and not mm. going after our potential of what we've been given by our creator. Mm. That's the kind of thing that makes people uncomfortable. So, and the people that, that, that do stay around me are the ones that do want better. Yeah. They do want to give it. And, and so there's a lot less people like that, you know? Yeah. And I think so, that's natural. I think that's that. And I think that is God given. Right. Cause I think ultimately if you're telling people the truth and you're like, Hey, I'm trying to help you be better. This is what I see. This is how you push forward. This is how you live the life you were destined or, or, or born to live. And they're like, Whoa, that's scary. I'm out. It's like, okay, I'm still going to be here when you're ready to come back. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and if I can help you come back to this, let me know. Right. And I think that yeah. is, that is being uh, authentic in a good way, if, if that's the right term, but in, in a, in a true way, that's really looking out for others in a, in an honest way of saying, look, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a help here. I'm trying to be a help, you know, also protecting me, my family, those around me. Like, I think it's a protection mm -hmm. thing as well. Cause you know, listen, when I say mediocrity, I'm not talking about being the best looking, the richest all that, but I'm talking about what we've been given here to yeah. me when I wake up in the morning. If I'm not going after everything I've been given to do as far as my abilities to serve, I feel like it's such a waste and it's a disgrace to my creator. I don't yeah. want to be a disgrace. You know, I'm a, I'm a believer in, in, in God as well. And, and uh, I have a great relationship with Jesus. I pray every, every day, multiple times a day. Yeah. You know, I'm always assessing, you know, the, 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 the thoughts I have, the words I have, the, the, the behaviors I have make sure they're in alignment with what I've learned in my studies and my prayer. So I, yeah. I do that. Um, but you know, for me, it's just, it's, I just don't want to be in that position one day where I, I, I let God down. Yeah. hundred percent. You know? And and there is so. going to be that time. I think when all, when all things are made clear, right. When we're standing next to our creator and it's like, man, you know, well done, you, you know, well done. Uh, and yet look, look what, 
look what look what I really had planned for you. You know, look what I look what I had laid out, and you 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 stopped short of it. You know, because you didn't trust, yeah. or you didn't you didn't lean into uncomfortable things, or you didn't trust that I had you all the time, um, and you were afraid, and that that's a lack of faith, right? And that's sinfulness, right? So it's like, um, man, I, I I want I want when I stand next to my Creator, you know, God willing, that 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 it'll be like, man well done. Right. Well done. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you leaned into all of it. And, um, and, and that's the goal, right? Yeah. So Eric, let's talk about what's going on in the world right now. And you know what, to me without picking sides, talking about all that kind of stuff, if there's, mm-hmm. if there is a side to pick, but with things going on in the world, right in, in America and in the middle East, to me, I was just thinking to myself this morning, uh, I was in the gym working out and I was thinking to myself, we really need an energy change because here's the thing i believe that god has given us a a, a thing as well where hey listen if you're going to put negative energy out there then there's going to be destruction and negativity happening and there's going to be conflict and if you put good energy out there and love and and all that then you're going to see a lot of fruitfulness and i think that we we need a revival of 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 love yeah and going back to that and and uh, somebody needs to step up and and lead it but i also and i i'm just want to say this so they can get your thoughts i also think there's there's forces out there that want divisiveness mm. because it gives them more power and and money and all that and and so how do we counteract that to to push more love out there besides just doing it just individually yeah it's a great question. It's a it's a wild time, you know. And I think if you have good perspective on history, it's always a wild time, right? There's always wars and conflict and killing. And and I want a a good um, friend and a um, someone that I I respect his his point of view. Victor Marx said, um, you know, at one point, this is a couple of years back. You know, we don't have a a skin problem. We have a sin problem, right? So we, we got to fix. There's a lot of sin in the world, and and there's always you know people wanting to harm one another and dominate one another and and control one another and so we have to be on the lookout and and be prepared to protect ourselves against that right against these kind of these kind of sort of forces of evil and yet we're called to love one another love our neighbors we love ourselves you know love our god with all our heart mind soul and strength and love our neighbors ourselves it's the hardest commandment i think to follow right and and it's yet it's it's you know from jesus's own lips that's what we're to do so yes, we need more love in the world, and I think you, you do that. You start small, and, and it grows from there, right? You, you focus on yourself, your neighbor, your family, right? There's so much like we talk about conflict in other parts of the world. How about conflict in our in our own homes, our own families, family members that won't speak to one another, or, or grudges that we're holding, we won't forgive one another. I think we start there. We start with forgiving and, and loving our family and finding common ground. Um, you know, so so there's that, and I and I agree with I agree with you, Mike. I think there are there are forces of evil in the world. There, there is, you know, the world is full of evil, right? Unfortunately, we live in a, in a broken world. And so there are forces of evil running around trying to create chaos. And, um, and then there are those that are looking to benefit from that chaos. I think that's been made more and more clear in the last, you know, short period of time that, and there's, there's a lot of profit to be made in chaos. There's a lot of profit to be made in war and we can always find something to be hating on one another for and, and attacking one another for. Um, and when you see others profiting from it, it, it's not that difficult to go, Oof, well, there's there's a great reason to have a war is when X, Y, or Z is profiting. And we seem like we exited one war. I don't think we had a weekend off and we were right back into another war. And uh, and now they seem to be spinning up quicker and quicker. 
I, I think social media is a big driver of that. Unfortunately, I think the, the, the rapid nature of how information travels and how we can quickly spin up an enemy and hate them immediately without even really giving a whole lot of thought. And then just saying, well, I saw some videos or I saw this and we don't know where those videos came from and who shaped this and who shaped that. Um, and, and so it's very easy to quickly push into these polarities where I'm in this camp and you're in that camp and we all hate one another. And I think just through time, you know, information needing more time to travel pre-internet, pre-social media would allow maybe minds to calm down and, and energies to calm down. And you didn't have this instant back and forth, back and forth that just taps right into our most base emotions as humans. Um, I, I, have, I have very specific feelings about the Middle East and kind of what's going on. And, and, uh, and, and I think it's, um, you know, I, in, in full authentic disclosure and, and being completely open, I, I think uh, Israel needs to be protected. I think Israel is literally, the, you know, the Jewish people in, the, uh, in Israel are standing guard over Christian history, right? If I want to go to the Holy Land and spend time in the, in the Holy Land, the only reason the Holy Land is still accessible is because of the Jews in Israel protecting that. And if the Jews are wiped off the planet the way Hamas and these and terrorist organizations would have them be wiped off the planet, those artifacts and, and, and that history becomes inaccessible to me, right? And so, um, and, and the Jewish people need a homeland. That is their homeland. And uh, I, I will not, um, I, I, will, I will say that I, I have more study to do, um, but I've done a fair amount of study into the history and and this whole idea of, oh, you know, the Jewish people have colonized Israel is nonsense um, to me. Uh, and, um, and so I believe they are, you know, they, are, they have been and are being attacked. They are being attacked. They have been attacked throughout history. And this is defending as they have done um, to stay alive, to keep their people alive. And, uh, and, and, rightly, so, and rightly so, they should protect themselves. Um, and, and so, yeah, that, I don't know if that answers all of it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we've seen, we've seen it, uh, where even in our own country, history has mm. been destroyed. We've seen it mm. in Iraq where things were destroyed. Historic yes. mosques. I guess they were churches. There was, uh, there's statues, yep. there's monuments, there's temples like destroyed. And that, and what happens is that when history is erased, then the future generations have nothing to, right. to learn from, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I, I just, I just, I just wish everybody could understand that. Look, we have our skirmishes, but like, if we could just love each other, and you know, I live by this this thing where it's like I don't ever mm. get offended, so I can expect other people not to be offended because I don't get offended. I don't take things personal, so I don't worry about other people taking yeah. things personal because I can do it for myself. I have to do it for myself if I expect others to do it, and I un unconditionally love people. Now I don't, I don't. <laughs> I don't have to like what people do, of course, but I love the the human being. They came into this world mm. as a baby. They have a spirit, a soul, and I love that. But, you know, I, you know, and this is gives me power and control to serve mm. when I have this, but, but, you know, so anyway, that these, these are, these yeah. are great conversations to have. And, you know, what, what, what do you, um, what do you do for your clients that you work with? Like, what, what is your, your, 
uh, aim when you're working. Yep. With folks. Before I before I answer that, I want to because you triggered a really nice thought there. A thought that I want to share is well, sure, sure. When you think about anger, right? What is anger? When I get if you said something to me and I was like, man, I'm angry right now. I'm so angry at Mike, and I can feel that emotion. My heart rate goes up. That's really fear manifesting itself, right? It's fear coming out. And so if I ask, if I pause in that moment, if you said something to me that offended me and made me angry, it's like, what if, if anger is really a manifestation of fear? What am I afraid of? It's typically if I'm afraid that I don't understand or maybe I'm wrong or I don't agree with you and I'm questioning my own belief. And so the anger comes out, the rage that just makes me want to yell or beat my fist on the table or, or call you a name or say you're stupid. That's really me hiding behind my own fear uh, that I'm wrong or that I'm somehow that maybe what you're saying is correct. You know, if you think about fear, it's really helpful when rage comes out in that form of anger, if you're trying to protect yourself from a lion, right? So or a predator of some sort, and I'm afraid, afraid for my own family, afraid for my livelihood. So anger comes out and I want to fight, right? And that can be helpful in keeping you alive. But when it's happening in a, a conversation or a debate and you feel yourself getting angry, to me, it's a sign that you feel like you're on loose ground, right? You're, you're losing or you're potentially not sure of your own position, you should be able to have, a, you know, if we, if I tell you right now and say, man, the, the sky is crystal clear blue here today in Texas and, uh, and the sun's shining, if you were to say, no, it's not, why would I get angry at that? Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, well, I'll debate this all day long. <laughs> but if I get angry, like, no, man, it is, it is. Right. And what's the sense of like, even maybe it's, be- and what's the sense right. in even debating? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know, right? Do you know it's something. like, okay, well, you can have that view if you want, but I can tell well, you you're wrong, you know? Uh, yeah, but you know what it is, is because people would rather be right than have a successful relationship because right feels you're like you're, you need yeah. to be right to live. Yeah, yeah. Feels you know? it feeds the ego. You know? so, and, and, it feed, yeah, it, and it, yeah. Yeah, and and how wrong can you be? Yeah. Dead. Right. right. <laughs> you know, so it's a thing, yeah. And the other thing is uh, anger is something where somebody wants things to mm. stop. They're trying to yeah. stop things. They don't want motion. They don't want movement. Pay attention to that going forward, yeah. folks. If you get somebody, if you're angry or, or somebody else is angry, just pay attention to that. Like it, they want something right. to stop. And it's interesting to study that. I've studied these uh, human yeah. behaviors and and the manifestations mm-hmm. that come from them. It, yeah, yeah, very interesting. Could so you ask me so about, Eric, yeah. yeah so what do as I do with coach, my clients? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, what is your, what is your focus and and uh, I guess, you know, the thing is like, we're all special in how we coach mm-hmm. and consult people and all that. And, you know, can you share like some of the differences that you have over yeah. other people? The thing that I focus on is this. So if you think about it, you know, a lot of people in this world, it, my experience is that they're coming, that they have this, this feeling of, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know if, you know, the things we talked about early in our conversation, I'm like, man, I feel like I'm stacking wings, but I wins, but I still feel empty. I don't know that I'm accomplishing what I was put on the earth to do. And people come to me typically with that feeling, like, I just don't know, like I'm trying to accomplish goals. I'm accomplishing some, I'm not accomplishing others, but I'm not feeling any better. And they just feel like they're out of alignment. I help them get back into alignment, right? And it, and it begins from a lot of the type of things that we're talking through here. What are, what are your values as a human being? What do you value? What do you find joy in? When you think about your perfect day, when you're having one of your days, when you feel like, man, I could, I don't need sleep. I could go and go and go. What does that day involve? Does it involve interaction with your friends, your family? Does it involve quiet time? Does it involve time with groups? Does it involve time where you're thinking and studying? Or does it involve time when you're speaking, presenting, 
does it involve time when you're giving to your community? What what does perfect day look like to you? Um, and then what is your vision for what you what you think? Like, let's start with maybe what you think you were put on the earth to do. What what are some of your gifts and talents and blessings? What are your strengths? Um, what scares you, and why? And trying to dig into that. And ultimately, what I'm trying to do is help somebody get in alignment with their values and get back in touch with their authentic self, so that they can then put a plan together to go forward. Whether that's business, personal career, you know, community sacrifice service, um, any of those realms. Um, and so I help my clients sort through that and get to that point. Love it, man. Love it. All right. Final question as we wrap up here, before I get into this final question is best place for people to go to engage with you. Eric, yes, Sardina.com. place. Eric, Sardina.com. All right, guys, go check out Eric, Eric, Sardina.com. Hey, Eric. So what is podcasting? done for you personally and for your business, not just having your own, but going on other people's shows. And I assume you go on other shows consistently. I do. Too. And actually, uh, it's a goal of mine to do more guesting, right? Be a guest on more shows. I've really focused on being a host. My podcast is coming up on two years old. It'll, it's actually about a year and a half old. So this coming March the 9th will be my second anniversary. And, uh, I'll have a, I'll have over a hundred shows. I've got right now, I've got 81 shows out published a few more than that recorded. Um, but I'll end up over a hundred by that second year mark. And, uh, and I'm thinking as, as we often do right this time of the year, like, all right, what do I want to do with the show going forward? How do I want to change it, make it better? Um, I've loved podcasting. So what it's done for me, it's helped me to meet people like you, Mike. I mean, great relationships have been formed, through these long form conversations. Um, I've met great people. My show is designed. Uh, it's really built around interviewing guests that have made changes, made pivots toward their authentic self. So their stories tend to be very inspiring. It's people that have gone through difficulty, divorces, loss of, uh, family members, loss of friends, lost their job, uh, gone through addictions and they come through it on the other side and they're like, man, I'm better for it. And they, they tell these very inspiring stories. So I feel like I'm putting positivity out into the world by letting them share their story. And so it's great for me to hear these for myself. It's great for my clients to hear these stories because they tend to be very inspiring. And my clients who are in typically some amount of confusion when they come to me, it gives them hope to go, oh, wow, this person went through even, that's crazy. That's even more difficult than I'm in. And yet they came through it. There's hope for me too. So they tend to be inspiring stories for my clients yeah. as well. So great relationships, um, great learnings for me uh, have come through those conversations. I, I, I take inspiration from my guests as well. Um, yeah. So I, I just love it. I love, I love the podcasting format. I love to be able to have these kind of conversations and put them out there. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having oh, me man. on your show as well. I appreciate it. I look forward to working with you and building upon our relationship. And if there's anything I could ever do for Absolutely. you, like holler, you, know it. you know it, brother. Appreciate you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you all for being here, listening or watching. However, you're consuming this content. Really appreciate your support. Keep coming back. We're going to continue to bring you great guests, sharing the ingredients that have gone into making them who they are today on the What Do You Made Up show here live from that one studio. Until next time, it's your boy, C-Rock. Be that one. Eric, hold tight.